Welcome to the Kaizen Creativity Podcast, where we apply the philosophy of continual improvement to our creativity. Each episode takes a scientific principle from creativity and innovation research, and it translates it into practical advice for your creativity. For more, you can visit us at jaredvoli.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Kaizen Creativity Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about getting good feedback for your creativity. So we've already talked about feedback in, I believe it's episode two or episode three, and we're talking about giving yourself feedback. And in this episode, I really want to talk about more conventional ways of getting feedback and why it's so important for our creativity. What I think is so cool about feedback is that Feedback is essentially being able to borrow somebody else's judgment. You're borrowing their their value set, or maybe even you say their belief system. And so you can see your, your creation through the eyes of somebody else. And that's something that's really, really difficult to do to get that maybe objective perspective on something that you've created. We've talked about it in the past. When you create something... You have to be passionate enough that you'll work hard at it. But at the same time, you need to be able to turn around and be objective about it so that you can actually get, you can actually understand what is it about this, about my creation that is really holding it back? What do I need to change? And that is something that's incredibly difficult to do because either you tend to be too objective and then you lack that emotion that'll drive you to completing the project, or you tend to be too emotional about it, which clouds your judgment about what actually needs to be changed. So feedback is a great way of being able to to get the best of both worlds. You get to be passionate when you're creating, but at the same time, you also get to be objective because you get these outside perspectives. So as creative people, I think when it comes to feedback, our main goal is to internalize the the rules of the field that we're in. So internalize the best practices so that we can really, we can go, you know, go back to that episode two or episode three stuff we talked about. We can give ourselves good feedback, but that can only happen after we go through this process of of getting feedback from the outside world and really internalizing what it is that we need to do or kind of building this map of success. So we build this map of success in our head using feedback from other people. We try something, we get feedback, and we refine that map until we have a better understanding of, of what it is that's going to take us to where we want to go. And the better we are at refining that map, the more our motivation is going to increase. Because again, we go back to episode two or three about immediate goals. When when you have a really good mental map about what success is going to be or what will lead to success, then you're able to stay in this creative flow for a lot longer time. Because you don't have to second guess yourself anymore because you can just reference your map. You look at what you're creating and you say, yes, this is the kind of thing that's going to work. And so you give yourself that feedback and that pushes you forward. 
So that is our number one goal with feedback. It's really internalizing and building that mental map of what's going to lead to success. That feedback really impacts all three areas of our creativity. We've talked about that before as well. The, the three main components of creativity, your domain-specific knowledge, right? The things that you know about your specific industry, all those very minute details that are important for your industry, but maybe not anywhere else. That second one, creativity-relevant skills, is your ability to think creatively with your, with your knowledge. And that, with feedback, that is something that I think is under, underutilized a lot because you have the ability not just to learn the, to internalize the rules, right? Not just to learn what works and what doesn't, but you can actually use feedback to learn how to go about getting your results rather than what the results should be. So instead of just focusing on what is the end result or what does the end product need to be, you can say, look, I, like this is difficult for me. How do you go about creating your work? This is something I've been doing a lot with this podcast. I've been trying to bounce back and forth between both of them. I've been trying to figure out what is you know, a good mental model for success for a podcast. Like what do I have to do? in order for this to be a successful podcast. So a part of that is me simply talking to other podcasters and saying, look, how do you define success for yourself, for your show, or for an individual episode? So that's a way of really refining my mental map of, of what this show should, should be like. And then on the other side, so there's that, that is the outcome way of finding feedback. But then there's also the, the how-to part where you can go to other people, the peers in your industry, and you can say, like, how do you get your results? So instead of saying, what results do you want or how should I measure success? You're just saying, in what ways do you go through the process, right? What, how do you go from, from having no idea what you want to do all the way to a finished product? Or you can, of course, get way more specific and say, like, look, I struggle with this specific area right here. You can go and get feedback from other people, that, that feedback on how to bridge the gap between those, those two issues or the, the issue that you're having. So let's talk about a few of the issues that come up with getting good feedback. Early on, the big struggle is, is with how little feedback you tend to get. And this is a really big issue because this is the the time where feedback is the most important but it's also the time where it's the most difficult to get that feedback so you think about the very beginning of a project this is when people don't really know too much about it but it is also the time where getting really a really good piece of information can actually ch radically change what you're doing and so it's really important that we we go out and we find this feedback. We don't just wait for it, but we actually actively search for it. And what I like to do is think about getting feedback sort of like concentric circles, like in the very middle, that very center circle, the smallest one. That would be like feedback to yourself. This would be asking yourself how you feel about this project. What do you think? Uh, it will do or what what do you think will be the problems with it? What are the strengths and weaknesses of it? 
Of course, this is going to be really, really biased. So you can't really see the things that you can't see your own biases. So it's really important that you also mix in some other people's opinions. And this is something that's it's more of an art than a science here, because obviously the reality is going to be somewhere outside of all of you, right? It's not going to be, you have your own biases, but whenever you ask somebody else, they're going to have their own biases as well. And that's especially true if you're going to family members and close friends, because those are the people that they, they want the best for you, but at the same time, it is so difficult to, to pull back from having the relationship with you that it's really hard to be objective. So the same reason that you struggle with objectivity is going to be the same reason that they do, but it's still better than nothing. So you have that first, the middle part of that circle is, is feedback to yourself. You expand your, your sphere a little bit, and then you have feedback from friends and family. And then from there, you need to start branching out and getting feedback from a more diverse group of people. The number one group of people that you need feedback from are your peers, by far. There's been some really good research done on this. There was one study done that compared peer-to-peer -peer feedback with feedback from like boss to employee. And what they found was that the companies that were using, that were focused more on peer-to-peer -peer feedback, they had about 36% better financial returns than the companies that were focused on on boss to employee. So that's 36% better when we are focused on getting feedback from our peers, right? That is a very significant number. So I think by far, if you want to know who you need feedback from, it's going to the people that are doing the thing that you're doing. And it's great if you can find an expert, but even that is it's not completely necessary. Like an expert can really help you refine your mental map of success. They can give you the criteria that you should be judging yourself by, right? An expert's much better at doing that because they already have that mental map in place. And so what I like to do is I, I definitely want those experts' opinions, but with this concentric circle, I like to move, so like family or myself, my family, friends, move on to like peer group people. And then once I'm, I'm actually seeking advice or even paying for advice, I like to just start, start very simple. I go to Fiverr. I find people that are doing the thing I'm doing and I get an outside opinion. These are people who have no idea who I am. They're just being paid for it. And that's a great way of getting some kind of getting a really fresh perspective. And what's great about things like Fiverr is that it's super, super cheap. And so you can, just like with another concentric circle, you start with the really cheap one that can give you a really, that, you know, they'll give you good advice. It's not going to be as good as the expert, but if it's 5 or $10, then that's okay because you, you don't want to pay $100, $200 for an expert to tell you what to do. When the expert is going to be like, man, you, you, there's a lot of surface level things that are just already broken. So you want to just slowly expand your circle, taking in that feedback so that you can learn more and more as you go. And then you can actually incorporate that feedback. Now, if you go straight to an expert, that's great, but it might end up that you're completely overwhelmed 
by everything that you would have to do. And so that's why I like that concentric circle idea of just slowly expanding the feedback you're getting. And that lets you incorporate everything and it gives you time to work on what you're doing as well. So that's a useful way of thinking about how to go about getting getting good feedback. I will tell you that there is a trap that a lot of creative people you need to be aware of, and that is that the feedback you're getting is it's just like the feedback you're giving yourself. It is the best guess of the person you're asking. And so what happens is the more radical your idea is, the more holistically creative you're being, the more difficult it's going to be for people to give you feedback on what you're doing. So we've talked about the difference between linear and holistic creativity in past episodes already. But you think linear creativity is, it's very, well, it's linear. <laughs> it's, it's, you, you, it's very easy to see what you're doing, right? So the PS1 becomes the PS2 and then now PlayStation 5. It's very easy for somebody to look at that. They can understand exactly what you're doing and then they can give you good advice. That's not necessarily the case when you have this radical idea that really breaks the paradigm of your industry. When that happens, now there's, there's well-meaning people, there are experts in the field, but because they're viewing the situation from the wrong perspective, because they're looking at a radical idea from a very conventional perspective, because of that, they end up getting it wrong, all right? And you need to be aware of that because if the more radical you are, the more careful you need to be when you're picking what feedback to really accept and to start incorporating. There are a lot of really good examples of feedback that was well-intentioned but just clearly, clearly wrong. One of my favorites is Walt Disney. Walt Disney, in 1919, he was fired because he lacked imagination, right? And now, nowadays, he is pretty much synonymous with the idea of having an imagination. So you go back and you think, well, how on earth could this person, like, fire, you, fire someone for something that they're so good at? And the, the answer is they were radically different than the, the uh, way that this person was judging, the boss. So the boss was looking at a radical idea and they were trying to understand it using a conventional perspective. And those two just don't get along together because it's not supposed to. So when you're viewing a radical idea from an old lens, an old perspective, of course it's not going to work, but that's not the point of it. All right, so we're going to wrap up this episode with some ways that you can apply this and get good feedback for your creativity. The number one takeaway I want you to have is that feedback happens throughout the creative process. It is not something that you, you completely build your idea, you sit in your garage for a month tinkering away, and then you bring it out to somebody and you see what they think. That's not how you should be looking at this because that's going to be, there's going to be a lot of wasted effort if you do that. What is way better is to get feedback before, during, and after 
a creative project. There was a study done on whether it was better to get feedback after the fact, which is a more conventional way that we do it, or whether getting feedback before, during, and after would lead to improvement. And what they did is they took a group of school children, and one group they used the debriefing method where they they wait for the child to finish the, the problem, finish everything, and then they give feedback. And then the other one, they, they give feedback before, during, and after. And of course, what they found was that the children that were given instructions throughout the process, they were given feedback while they were going, they were much better able to, to solve problems. So yeah, it turns out that feedback throughout the process is, is far superior than just simply debriefing. I always feel bad for the, the parents of the control group children in these studies. It's like you, you drop off your child, they, they do these studies, and they find that, oh, these children are now 30% better problem solvers. And the mother's like, what about my child? And they're like, well, he was in the control group. He's just as dumb as when you dropped him off. Yay, science. It's just a really weird, it's like saying, your kid was so bad at problem solving that humanity has now learned something new. Okay, so how about one more tip before we leave? This is really good for getting quality feedback. So we've talked about where you get feedback and how important it is. But this is a really good tip on making sure that the feedback you get is objective and actionable. So this comes from somebody I follow on Twitter. He is an organizational psychologist named Adam Grant. You can find him on Twitter at Adam M. Grant. And I'll make sure that I leave a link to his profile in the show notes of this show. So here's the advice that he gave. He says, when you are trying to get good, honest feedback, instead of just asking like we normally do, Ask for the person to give you a 0 to 10 score. And when you do that, you say, can you, how am I doing on this? On a scale of 0 to 10, how is this going? And nobody ever says 10. And then what that does is it allows you to take a step back and then say, once they say like, okay, it's a 7, it's an 8. From there, it's really easy to say, okay, how can I make it a 10? Or how can I get closer to a 10? And what's great about this is that it motivates people to start coaching on how to close that gap. So there's a couple things I really like about this strategy. Number one is that it makes it really easy to offer feedback. Whenever you are, there's actually been some studies done on this as well. When you ask somebody for generic feedback, it's been shown that those people get more stressed, right? They get stressed out. People don't like being asked for really generic feedback. You say something like, how am I doing? Or how is the project going? That's a really generic question. And it's really difficult for the person that's going to be giving the feedback to answer. Asking for a 0 to 10 score, it's much easier for the the person you're asking for advice. It's much easier for them to, to open up the channels for communication. And so what you're doing is you're making it easy to start this conversation. 
all they have to do is create some kind of generic score. So it's probably gonna be like a seven or an eight. From there, that follow-up question, how do I make it a 10? I want you to think about two ways of structuring this question. One way would be someone says, uh, you're an eight. And then you say, why isn't it a 10? That question feels like it's an attack, right? Now, as the, as the person who just said eight, you're on the defense and you have to explain why it's not a 10. But when you phrase it as, how do I make it a 10? Now it's more of an aspirational thing. It's easier for the, the person who's giving the advice to, to give you advice that's more objective and it doesn't feel like a personal attack, which is good for both you and the person giving the advice. So there you have it. We have covered a lot in this show. We talked about why feedback is so important, how you use feedback to, to refine your mental map of success. We've talked about how your feedback can be about, so there's the mental map, which is the outcome you're after, but also when you're getting feedback, you can get feedback on the how, right? Not just where you're going, but how do you go, how do you take the actions that I need to take? We talked about peer-to-peer -peer feedback, which is way, way better than any other type of feedback. Get good feedback from people that are doing the thing that you're doing. We also talked about getting feedback throughout the creative project and not just at the very end. So getting good feedback before, during, and after. We also talked about the concentric circles where you're starting by giving feedback to yourself and then you slowly expand that sphere until you're getting feedback from, from your family, from your friends, then from, from other peers, from cheaper people, maybe on Fiverr, and then finally finishing up with those more expensive people that uh, more expensive consultants that can really dive down and give you great information. But as we said, you want to be ready for that when it happens. And lastly, we took the advice of Adam Grant and we talked about using the zero to 10 strategy to get good feedback from people. So that'll do it for this episode. If you want to leave me some feedback, you can do it in multiple ways. You can email me at podcast at jaredvoley.com. There will be a link below. And you can also leave feedback on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Kaizen Creativity. Now, of course, I'm interested in all types of feedback, but specifically, I want to know what you guys think about the recording schedule. So when I was originally starting this podcast, I planned on doing three episodes a week and each episode was going to average about four minutes or so. It turns out the average episode length is about eight minutes right now, and so it's something that's not really sustainable the way it is, and so I want to know what you guys want. Do you want shorter episodes throughout the week where I can just hit a variety of topics, or we can do a deep dive once a week where we can just really talk about lots of strategies and understand one single topic. So you can let me know your feedback. You can email me at podcast at jaredvoley.com or better yet, you can go to facebook.com slash Kaizen Creativity. And I will leave links to everything in the show notes. 
Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can go to facebook.com slash kaizencreativity, and that'll help you stay up to date on everything we're doing here. You can also email me directly at podcast at jaredvoli.com. Until next time, keep creating.